Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's not. So, if you had a Tolkien off with James Franco, you feel confident. I feel like so, that's his so shit, right? And, I, I, his... and I, I will see... James Franco, for some freak fucking reason you're listening, like, I I am kind of in love with you. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> um but... But you're, um... You're not a nerd. I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got... Sided die. I've got Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler too. Waiting there for me, yes I do. I do. I've got posters on the wall. My favorite rock crew kiss. I've got is freely I've got Peter Chris waiting there for me yes I do I do in the garage I feel safe no one cares about my ways in the garage where I belong alright everybody hello and welcome here Season one, episode six, Ancient Chinese Secret. I'm Matt, and I'm joined Natalie. by oh, Levi and Natalie. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I have this uh, observation that each one of these, or this idea that all of these episodes is in some way like trying to permeate Backstrom's, you know, very carefully put together facade that he doesn't care about things and doesn't believe oh, in things yeah. and he doesn't have any nuance in his personality. He doesn't... Yeah. So this one, he, he believes in psychics? This one gets at his, like, idea of, like, not believing in anything. Yeah. Or his cynicism about, you know, the fact that there is anything else in this life yeah. and... Other ones get to his ideas about people in general and their goodness. People in general. This one was the funniest episode. I for me. loved this one. Really? Lots of little lines, like not not like huge situational humor, but a lot of like little passing lines huh. that had me laughing out loud. This but, is like my least favorite so far. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I will say I did not like the whole like okay, of course Niedermeyer and Nadia would be together. I just came out of nowhere. I, didn't I like know, that. and it was like, and it came on like, Strong. yeah. I thought, like I all of a sudden they're in love at the beginning. It's like the love of your life is keeping a secret. Right, from you. and then at the really? very end, it's like Fine. I just trusted you with my life, and now we're kissing, and it's like, whoa! Like, there was really an hour no- ago, you guys weren't even a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. they, they, I don't know if they ever talked to each other before. Right. They episodes. didn't even flirt or anything like that. Yeah, was really and all abrupt. of a sudden it was like, 
Although it was kind of funny, the, the whole thing where they're like trying to be all casual about it's it. Great and come, work. And, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I, I see what's going on here. You don't have any, you don't have anyone fooled. Well, we have some people fooled. Cause like I said, Backstrom fooled until mm-hmm. a little later oh, on. He just, just cause he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And then, anyway. and then even though he hit on her so hard, he's like, that is so unprofessional. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, all right, so we start off in Chinatown, and it's Backstrom and uh, Moto, and they have some weird conversation about how Chinatown's weird, that one country buys up a part of another country and then makes it like its own, and then... Puts part of itself everywhere throughout yeah, that country. Yeah, and, you know, who knows, maybe there's a USA town in China. And why, there aren't, are there... There aren't U.S. Maybe there are. Maybe there are enclaves of expats in other countries. I think of countries. like Arrested Development. Yeah, maybe, yeah of, like uh, little 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 Britain. Little Britain. <laughs> <laughs> and they had an American restaurant in Little Britain yeah. that just served donuts. I just think it's Charlize Theron. She's very yeah. special. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> Mr. F. <laughs> <laughs> um. Maybe we're too arrogant as Americans to so, like. We go to areas where like, like there, we do have where where Americans. it's like oh finally people who who talk like me in restaurants finally. I recognize McDonald's and it, and every and, and all of like the like people in Paris or whatever are like oh here's a little America. Yeah. That's kind of what I've always figured is that we are like I say I mean we're we're living in Canada now but still it's like American yeah. companies are everywhere. You go to KFC. You go to. Subway, go to McDonald's. It's you guys. It's have our own, that's our own version of Chinatown. And yeah, we're 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 um our 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 lot is Little America here in yeah, pretty here, much here yeah. In Edmonton. I've been there should be of, little Canadas everywhere, and like you could just go there and get poutine, and people give a shit about hockey. Yeah. Oh my god, I poutine, had poutine today. It was and cool. hockey and cheap beer. Uh-huh. So our our little our little um we have one American child and one Canadian child. Um, and Astrid has our American child, the one who can actually formulate sentences because um, she's four and a half instead of like one and a half. Um, she asserts her Americanness oh, um, when she does the alphabet because they say Z, Z, instead she of Z. Refuse? I would refuse. And she, she says, refuses. She, she says, says I Z. say Z because I'm American. Yeah, go Astrid. Even though she used, to, she used to say Z, and then like. She, I think she one time asked me why some people say Z and some people say Z, and I said, well, Americans say Z and Canadians say Z, and I think that kind of... We had a talk about this afternoon, too, because she was saying it again. I said, so not Z? She goes, no, I say Z because I'm American. I said, but you're also kind of Canadian. And she's like, yeah, but... I, I only Z, moved here I think Z is better. <laughs> I only moved here because you assholes made me. That's Did right. Did she say that? I didn't have a choice. Yeah. She dragged me here. Um, so, uh, so they're in Chinatown, um, and, and for some reason, uh, Backstrom says something about if I take tiny little steps, my pedometer doesn't pick it up. Um, I don't know what that. He was, was trying the little steps. Yeah, I think he was trying to like increase the number of steps he got. So like, oh, so it's walking the same distance but taking little steps, taking fewer steps. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. I like how they, they, he's got this whole conversation with Moto, and they're talking about, well, it's probably made in China, and and um, and Baxter was talking about how Chinese people t- have have short legs. Short legs. 
And then Moto said, yeah, so they take little, you know, little steps. And then, and that's when Baxter says, come on, don't be racist. Don't be, don't be racist, <laughs> Moto. Right. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, Moto, every time he, he, he appears, he makes me happy. Um, mm-hmm. So they show up in the bloody crime scene, and Niedermeyer, Niedersplains, uh, at length, um, at with great enthusiasm, what Very happened? Dramatic. So oh, the, yeah. one guy saying, enters, he... stab, stab, slash, stab, stab, slash. The other guy, stab, stab, slash. Boom, boom, up here, down there. Roo, 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 roo. Then, like, and then he goes, he's now he's in trouble. Holman's yeah. <laughs> like, now he's in trouble? No, he's, he's got a punctured lung and, and a severed kidney. But now he's in trouble. Uh, that Yeah, that whole thing was hilarious. Cause he's it like was sweating like, and exhausted. Yeah, like he's out of breath thing. at the he's... end. Yeah, yeah. He's so beautiful. And just ridiculous detail that he could never know. Except that he's Niedermeyer, so he knows everything. He's a little bit too put together. And that's, I think, what did he call him? What did he call him? What did Backstrom call him later in the episode? Why can't I think of this? Oh, he uh, called him, uh... You'll know. Uh, Anchorman. Anchorman! Anchor, yeah. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> when they're reading the fortunes for no reason. Yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah, so he really gets into it, so that's funny. And he's like, and it's like such a substantial death. Then he grabs him and rolls him over and steps, 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 steps. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I guess we, we got it. All right, cool. So it turns out he has a twin that they go to interview. And, um, she's saying, so, she said something in, she said grandfather or something in Chinese. And she, and he's like, oh, I thought you were Chinese. Uh, oh, you look Chinese. My, yeah, my grandfather was one of the one of the something. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were Chinese. You look Chinese. You look Chinese. He looks sincerely like he was, he didn't want to offend her or whatever. But uh, oh. so she she can only have the special visions with this Chicho thing. Chicho, Chicho, Chicho. Chicho. I love the the and little pronunciation. And she's like doing the tried to motion the inflection with her hand. And... That's what my daughter does to me. Oh, just, really? Yeah, like if she's trying to teach me a song or, or something or how to say a word, she's like, no. Chicha? Chicha? Like, she's like, why can't you say it? Why are you such an idiot, Dad? Just say it like this. I, I thought that 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 scene was really... They'd see it was things like that that were really hilarious because he was trying then. Was, yeah, and then, of course, nice. Niedermeyer got it perfect. Of course, Niedermeyer like, speaks Chinese. Yeah, he already knows, perfect. right? Has an understanding of not only the language, but some religious practices yes. and obscure practices that have to do with communicating with the dead, I guess. Yeah, and self and like self mutilation or whatever. Flagellation. Before I forget the, the, one of my, one of the most hilarious throwaway lines, cause I think there were a lot um, of these funny throwaway lines was, um, was Nadia looking at that thing, the self flagellating yeah. thing. It was like, how could anybody beat themselves off with that? <laughs> and then everybody just kind of looks at each other. <laughs> and they're like, no, Nadia, it's different. Yeah. So, so the two things that the twin says before she disappears forever from this episode are behind the red door and two worlds will collide. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We have to think about the two worlds colliding because obviously the red door is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's I don't think she's actually psychic, so I don't think she's thinking talking about anything deeper than yeah, I don't think she's talking about like Most stars I think, are red. Oh yeah, so, and I think I actually think 
looking back, I think Backstrom was right that she's trying to tell them something in code. That yeah, she's she the red door. She's trying to tell them code, but the the two worlds collide. That's an easy. That's an easy yeah, one they're... though. For if you're a mo- fake psychic and yeah. you're in Chinatown, just toss that one in there. You just toss that one in there because it's like, oh, oh. You know, I, you know, something happened to me in Chinatown. Two worlds collided. Okay, yeah. so you say fake psychic. Do you think there are real psychics? I have no idea. What about you, Matt? No. No, but I do think the art of, like, doing it is pretty cool. Well, that's what Valentine gets to, right? Is, yeah. like, just knowing the questions to ask. Yeah. He gets to that later. On Halloween one year, uh, Teresa and I went to a psychic on State Street, and we were the only people in the room with the psychic do you remember this honey <laughs> and uh it was later in the evening on halloween and yeah. uh so i i don't remember what the psychic said um it was all kind of bs but we got out in the next morning um teresa's like that place was packed <laughs> and it was literally <laughs> the three of us in a room <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was she was either hammered or it was the ghosts of maybe her ancestors who were visiting to all of her ancestors like drop in and say hi um but yeah so we went to a psychic once i didn't really uh i mean we we're we must have been so annoying to her oh, but you know what why be if you're a psychic on state street why be open on on halloween, halloween? You're, you're uh, inviting annoying a, Well, yeah. I mean, we probably w- were a little bit annoying, but she was probably happy that she got to stay open all night and have a steady stream of customers. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to lie to drunk people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you probably tipped really well. Probably. We're probably, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Oh, We have experienced great change recently. Oh, my God. That's right. You're like, you put your finger we, right on we it. We are in love. How'd you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Money is tight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, so funny you look Chinese, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then Moto as they're walking down the street. Um, twin, twins are weird anyway. <laughs> but this was a little weirder, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, we think that, like, that Niedermeyer's the foil to Backstrom, but it's really, I, I don't know, I think that he's really the foil to, <laughs> like, yeah. that he and, he and, uh, Moto are foils of each other. So. Yeah. They are, they are, yeah. But this... Moto's so useful. I mean, and he does like really come through. Yeah, he's, he's he's even even when Moto did, he's this time he, this time he came through <laughs> in a real way. But even like on the first episode, you know, he he stumbles backward into things too. Yeah, like when he found he had the card, the stripper's card. Yeah, um, that broke the case open because he had a because he had an inch thick deck of yeah. business cards from strippers. On him. How many threesomes have you had? The normal amount. <laughs> okay. Um, the normal amount is none. Yeah. Uh, twins are weird anyway, but that was really weird. And then Gravely and him have this little exchange where she's been canvassing and says that no one saw anybody bloody running through the street. And so Moto's conclusion is maybe it was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Or someone got in a car and drove away. Or that too, I guess. So, and then Gravely says that when she was younger, she had a supernatural experience because she saw a creepy little girl, and Backstrom says that was just a mirror. This is why, like, that's another one. I was cracking up about that. Yeah, the beginning, like, before the, the titles came, before the title sequence, was a lot of, like, little 
zingers, you know, nothing really gut busting, but like a lot of little funny things. I laughed when he said that it was a mere, um, just <laughs> I don't know because I did. thought that one was funny. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so so then we're back at headquarters, which is the Portland Police Bureau, by the way, which is that's what they call their police department there in Portland. The, the PPB. The PPB. The PPB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nadia says, that's where she says, I don't understand how anyone would beat themselves off with this. <laughs> and this is where it just gets, like, gross and, funny, and like, <laughs> so obviously, I don't know, like, they just made a huge leap in the storyline with these two characters. Yeah. And, like, these side characters and their yeah. romance. There's and like, the, no, I, no indication should... that they knew... Of- yeah, at this point, I didn't feel like there's, like, if this had been it, if that had been it, like... They're clearly, like, starting something. Yeah, that would have been That's enough. Fine. That's fine. But, like, but it was the, the big, in. well, the big leap later, the big leap is, like, when they're, like, in love with each other. Yeah. You know, so, like, if it's, life. like, this is awkward because they're, they maybe, you know, you know, and maybe you do a funny entrance where, like, you know, uh, Nadia and Niedermeyer come into work at the same time in the morning, and one of them is wearing the same clothes from yesterday. And but you stretch it like, out. Then you just you stretch it out. And well, you have and, that. Yeah. There were two Neither. things. First of all, we learned she had a deep dark secret, and then in the course of one episode, they like start flirting. We learn she has a deep dark secret, and by the end, she's sharing it with him, and they're pledging their love to one another. Like well, it was just is- too much. Neither of them are well-developed characters at this point. They're caricatures. They're, yeah, they're on their like, way. Essentially, like they're, they're superficial characters that you can kind of boil down to, like maybe that's because what their function real. is in the storyline, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, there's like a oh, whole... so they're still in Backstrom's head. Well, maybe they're <laughs> still in Backstrom's. The <laughs> storm head. brewing in his head. But anyway, they're gonna have gorgeous children. Um, oh yeah, I yeah. think it would be kind of naive to think they you, wouldn't. Well, eventually I think that's what's think, irritating about this whole thing. With yeah, me. do you it's think like, we're all course. upset? Do you think the reason we're all upset that they got together isn't because it's contrived, but because we're all just a little bit jealous? Of, I don't of, know. I, because they're so good looking, and they're going to get it on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no. I don't know about that. No. no. Okay. I just think that, like, yeah. <laughs> I summarily dismiss your argument. <laughs> You're finished. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> not gonna go with that but they're just not their characters aren't well developed and for them to like two people who's are just otherwise kind of just like i don't know i mean they even worked in like a little subplot there where he was like sort of quasi jealous of the fbi guy yeah like it was like 10 episodes worth of like build-up that they right. just jammed into one episode. And, like they and they need to have first developed each of these characters individually. Yeah. To the, this and maybe you have them flirt a little bit in this one, but, you know, like it was just too it was too much. And I no, but you're right. I feel like, just, like there was, like, you had that sense that you missed something in yeah. between here. Like, did I miss an episode? Yeah. You're, but here's the interesting thing the, about this. The wedding episode? Apparently. Yeah. The, <laughs> the interesting thing about this is every episode has had big character developments. Uh-huh. And this is the first one that I feel didn't like seem I just, I, I, And I don't like seemed, it. Yeah, I feel like seemed, they're kind of rushing it. Yeah. This seemed very unnatural. I agree. I mean, the other one seems natural. I mean, I think that you're talking about, like, Almond, right? But we had, Almond, so, you know, we had so many lead-ins already about how he was a pastor and yeah. that he was a man of religious. Well, the big and, things, like, with Backstrom and, and Valentine, like... There's big moments last week, you know, like you had some big things, things. but none, yeah, none of them seemed contrived like this one did. 
yeah. were unnaturally. Like it was like, oh my god, we don't know anything about these two people, and all of a sudden they're. Yeah, like how are we supposed to feel about this? Maybe she's a bad person. We really don't know. She yeah. might be yeah. right. She might be an awful person, who's yeah. who's gotten protection only after doing awful, awful things. Well, she's evidently into money laundering. So yeah, yeah. Maybe she killed a guy. Maybe she's. Maybe she killed a bunch of people. Maybe she killed we a bunch. Know. Maybe she's Skylar White. <sighs> dun dun. Maybe. Where's Skylar White laundered money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she she could be Skylar White. And she had to move out of Albuquerque, right? Because of all the because <sighs> also went back to the house. Because all, 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 of, all the goings stuff. on. By the way, have you guys been watching Better Call Saul? No. Oh, it's so good. Probably save it. Probably save it. We'll we'll blitz through it once. The Over the summer when I don't have to worry about. It's at, being a teacher and stuff. It, I already it, have to like I have to watch. Um, uh, House of Cards. I haven't even started that. Like season one, you haven't started. No, no, no. See the the latest season. I, I haven't, haven't watched any three. of it. But thanks yeah, to some of our Facebook, I'm... one of our Facebook friends already ruined season three for us on Facebook. Oh, I remind me to defriend that person because I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the spoiler yet. So yeah, who um, is it? Tell it to me in Pig Latin so I know who it is so I can avoid. <laughs> but we're maintaining an anonymity. Yeah. Angst Jay. What? Angst Jay. Oh, I'm not friends with him on Facebook. Oh, okay, then you're safe. Um, so he is the kind of guy who would spoil. He, he, it was like it wasn't a spoiler, but it was like I'm not in a rush to watch the season now. Okay, but the first two, the first two seasons are pretty. There, there is a moment in the second season that is like jaw dropping. You know, not a lot of shows get that like jaw dropping moment. Like Breaking Bad got had one like every week. Are you talking like, in the early part of the second season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Stop it! I haven't watched it. Because uh, there's another, but there's another moment. There's another moment later in the season that's jaw jaw dropping yeah, for another reason. There's a, there's a there's a there's a few. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you're picking up what I'm <laughs> I'm dropping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the first two seasons are pretty good. Completely yeah. Uh, yeah. impossible, but um, uh, but fun. And I, I saw like a. Um, professional linguists trying to figure out where his um, his his accent was from. And? Uh, nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> they can't figure makes it sense. out. It makes sense because he made up the accent, right? Yeah, I think so. He just sort of like uh, generalized southern accent. Did we lose yeah. your bride? Uh, yeah, she's just uh, uh, I think using the restroom. She'll be back. Okay. We can keep going with other. Alright, so as far as the case goes, we find out that uh, there's a wheel of astrology that's missing. Yep. Um, I have flirty N and N, which was covered. N and N. Hey, yeah, they're N and N. Um, so then we have. Uh, she keenly uses Yelp to identify an unsatisfied customer. She's done that in the past, I think. I don't think this is the first time that Yelp has broken open the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet you there is um, uh, r- stable, good work in police departments for people who just know how to use Google and Yelp and other things like that. Oh, I'm sure. Because I've I've worked places that should have better access to information and ultimately rely on free information on the Internet. Google, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, believe me, I Google things a lot. And a friend of mine who's a physician uh, uses Dr. Google 
quite frequent, frequently. Really? Yeah. Oh boy. Doctor Wikipedia it says it's pretty prevalent. Uh, you know what? You know what's funny? Like I, I contact, I got in touch with our. I thought this is a no-brainer. Okay, so we have two. We're a moderately small to. I mean, I guess it depends what your what what your standards are, but. You know, we're a corporation that um, where I work that require that that has two in-house counsels. We've got a chief counsel, and then because we have one of our subsidiaries is an insurance provider, we have an insurance defense in-house counsel. So we have two lawyers, and so I emailed them one time because I'm like, you know, I'm cool with the lawyers because I used to be one. I was like, uh, so just wondering which database, which legal database, do we? Do we use here? Are we Lexus? Are we West? Um, and can I get a username? Oh yeah, we've been looking into that. We we don't actually have. I'm like, what? We just head down to the law library. We're 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 thinking we're going to get that soon. I'm like, what? What do you guys even do? Yeah. <laughs> what how? do you do here? Do you get like how? the I don't I don't the even free, the, those, like the first paragraph that you can get for free if you Google search? Yeah, I, I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, that, that's tough. Um, yeah, but, so, I mean, so I, so I just, they have like the, the like, you know, like the Cornell, like the Cornell, how Cornell has this, you know, free law mm-hmm. thing. They have that a, a Canadian version, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty useful. You can look up a lot of statutes and case law. But I'm like, seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Google. Good. Yes, Attorney Google. Well, they have, I was at a big firm, so we had, like, unlimited access, but a lot of our peers had, like, their build, their deal with West or LexisNexis was by the search. Oh, yeah, you have to be very careful about that. Like, I was lucky it was, like, it was unlimited at my firm, so it was just, like, what I could just dick around, but... Like mm-hmm. others are, it's like you have to like write out your search terms beforehand and figure out. Oh yeah, and you have to play those. And... You have to do those games actually, where you like, you do you you start with a really wide search, and then once you get your search re- results, you narrow within because the narrowing searches don't cost extra money. There are all sorts mm-hmm. all sorts of games. Actually, that happened during my summer at the at a big firm. Um, I was doing some. Uh, work on, I think it was I'm trying to, I, it must have been on one of these pro, pro bono cases, it was an asylum case or something, so I was searching like an obscure database that was outside of subscription and was pay per search and like, I got an email from the, whoever was in charge of the administration of it being like, yeah, I just want to double check, you did, uh uh, you did a six hundred dollar search, and just want to make sure that that was offered. I'm like, oh my, God, that was five minutes of time. <laughs> Lucky got a call. Yeah, it was all it was all okay. Like I gave a client number and everything for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pro bono client who would never pay for it, but um, but yeah, I was like, I just spent like I literally spent six hundred dollars in twenty minutes. Doing like a couple searches. See, see, folks. That's why attorneys are expensive. Yeah, because <laughs> idiots do funny searches and they bill it through to the client. There you go. Um, all right. So, are you back, Natalie? I am. I sorry to go to the bathroom. Oh, I thought you were getting food. Normally, this is the time when you go get food. 
I did that too, but I didn't. <laughs> he did come back with food. Um, so uh, we go on Yelp and we find this uh, Yahoo who's working. What, is, what kind of factory is he working in? Like they're making guitars or? Looks like a woodworker. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, maybe it's a guitar factory. He had the leather apron of a woodworker. Yeah, <laughs> he was a sturdy gentleman. Yeah. Um, not too probably really handy with his hands. Not too great with the brain. Yeah, not not yeah. that way. Not too he got a little. He had been a little busted up too. Uh huh. Um, and so he's busted up, which coincides with their thing. And that's when they're talking. It's like if your alibi doesn't hold up in the light of day, then you won't. You know, you'll, you'll you will in the darkness. Good one. <laughs> yeah, they're so proud of that one. Uh-huh. But he tells them that um, he stopped going to. Oh, first of all, he had things down for eleven psychics, so he definitely believes in psychics. Yeah. Um, and he put reviews for all of them, and he just says, "I, bl- I believe in feedback." <laughs> I'm like he wasn't a match for this person, but like a romantic interest. But then someone else confirmed that he was. Yeah, Lady hey. Ma said he was. Yeah, but the the guy who is dead, the victim, said that he was a water snake and she was a rabbit, and obviously yeah. that would never work. And but she found someone who turns out to be Lady Ma, who has true sight. Um, so I, I guess they never chased down whether well he reported a mugging, but they 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 didn't get to him until the next day after he'd washed up. So yeah, um, and which is I mean. That's one very realistic thing, I think. And actually, pseudo-smart thing from a sort of dumb character. Yeah, you you report a mugging, you know the cops aren't going to show up for a mugging that's already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll do that at their own leisure, so you report it, and there you have your, your alibi for getting busted up. So, meanwhile, back at, uh, I guess, what would it be if it was Special Crimes Unit Portland Police Bureau... S-C-U-P-P-B. Yeah. Um, disagrees with the medical examiner, as he normally does, I guess. Um, someone... And it was great, because he, he was telling Backstrom, and he's like, so the medical examiner says that, and Backstrom's like, whenever you say the medical examiner says, then then it means you disagree with it. Mm-hmm. And Nita Meyer's like, yeah, something about the way... Yeah, 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 yeah. Just tell me when you have it figured out. <laughs> yeah, tell me when you have it figured out. Which he does later on by having the exact same conversation with Nadia, and Nadia just saying, "Yeah, you're right." And he's like, okay. "How would how would that happen? You know what? What else would ha- do it? Well, if it had a hook on it, well, that's what it was then." Mm-hmm. Okay. She's she's his muse, I guess. Yeah. Um, They're just so suddenly, great together. Suddenly. I've waited. I've waited for years for those two characters to get together. I know, they, they just drew it out and they're torturing us for so long. Yeah, they're Rachel and Ross. Will they or won't they? Yeah, will they or won't they? Uh, so, yeah, they're the Rachel and Ross of Backstrom. <laughs> so by by that uh, um, by that math, then since this is a sixth episode, then we should have like, but we have three more episodes to go before it's off the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? exactly. Um, so. Isn't that something that happens? Is like when your main love interests get together, it's like a curse for the the show. Yeah, but it's not. It the- they aren't the main love interests. The main love interests are Doctor Elliot and Backstrom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So sure. 
I don't even know what this is. This is just we you know what it might be. Back. It might be like a really cheap Heartland way Turk. to build up um, some feeling among fans before something bad happens to somebody. One of them's gonna die. Niedermeyer yeah. or Nadia. One of them's gonna go. We're gonna go with the Dr. Elliot thing. It's Carla and Turk. Yeah, they're the Carla and Turk to mm-hmm. uh, Backstrom and Dr. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Well, wasn't there? There was a Dr. Elliot and whatever the main character's name in Scrubs is. Why? Why am I blanking on this? Because they were what? on again. Yeah, yeah. they Beat? were. They Beat. they actually had a lot of tension for a long time, and they weren't together. And then, and then they got together, and then they got. They worked together, and then he got someone else pregnant, and he was with her just because she had a baby, and then... That was Elizabeth. I think they got Elizabeth Banks pregnant, right? Yeah. So we can say he has I a have, type, I, for I sure. love Elizabeth Banks. She's such a great actress. She's so talented. Yeah. I really like her talent. Um, yeah, lots yeah. of talents. Uh, so somehow there's some pay strips from the laundry that uh, uh, for 15 grand that Nadia is able to deduce pretty quickly are for money laundering. So we have money laundering at an actual laundry. Yeah, and Niedermeyer makes the joke, right? He, well, he makes Take it... Take it la- to the cleaners. He makes it later on, a different joke later on, because he's saying someone was gambling there and got taken to the cleaners. At the literal cleaners. And, the cleaners. and that was like his line to try and get back in Nadia's good graces after he thought that she was being wooed by FBI man. Ah, get it? Take it to the did, cleaners and, at and the cleaners. appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, this is where Nadia first says she has a source at the FBI, who we learnt, later find out is her, like, contact for her witness relocation gig or whatever. And just to back up for a second, having a laundry to be a la- money laundering operation is actually pretty smart, because laundries are ca- cash-heavy operations, right? Yeah, but especially if you're if you're a, if you're a laundromat, you would think they're like making a lot of limits deposit. on the amount that you could push through there. Yeah, that's because even the most lucrative coin-operated laundry is not making like they're talking they're talking tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they don't, you can't have that kind of traffic through a coin-operated laundry. In my that's... in my experience, and in... other laundries by contrast, well, like a dry cleaner maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. a dry cleaner. A dry cleaner in a busy part of town. Sure. But it, but then that doesn't have the same, like, I was barking down the wrong tree because I was thinking about how much cash, like actual cash versus, you know, credit or checks or whatever. No, I think it's good for that reason. It's just not enough. Um, not enough. Yeah. Um, so wouldn't strip clubs just be the best then? Yeah. You want to know, you want to know something funny? Here's, here's an anecdote of something I read. Um, there's a there's a well there's a book called Bringing Down the House and they made a movie out of it which yeah, I never I watched. It. Apparently the movie wasn't that great, but the I enjoyed the book. But like they the the long story short is these guys got in a lot of trouble with the casinos because they were they were not cheating but they were you know counting the cards and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the casinos banned them and they had all these chips. Mm-hmm. And so their solution. They had made friends with a bunch of strippers. Their solution was to give the strippers the chips to cash the chips and bring the cash back to them because it's pretty common, I guess, for strippers in Vegas to bring like to be $500 or $1,000 chips because, yeah, they get tipped in chips. Mm-hmm. So to have stripper, to have these guys come in, the security would beat them up, but 
if it's strippers coming in with chips, then it's, they're like, oh, they just got tipped with. And now the strippers, because of this high publicity, are coming under suspicion. Are they? I don't know, but I'm just guessing that that's the case. Well, this was all 20 years ago, so. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I read the book. I didn't see the movie either, though. Um, 21. Interesting book, huh? The name of the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Matt taught me how to play poker over my vacation. Yeah? Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Vegas by storm. I'm gonna go deposit our life savings. Yeah, which is nothing. Uh, Why don't you uh, start with like trying to take Edmonton by storm? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do that first. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Almond and Backstrom go to visit Lady Ma, um, who is a who is not even Chinese. She has an afro. Um, <laughs> she has a funny accent. She does. Could you pin it down? No. There were parts of it where it actually sounded like a Chinese accent. Well, she but says parts of it sounded like a British accent. She says she's many things, including Chinese, so maybe she's... Isn't that one of many things she is? Mm-hmm. I think, here's my... Like, by the end of the conversation, I'm like, she has an accent. I think she grew up in China, but went to a British school. Oh, that's smart thinking right there. Yeah. So like, and, uh, and but 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 spoke Chinese at home, so maybe has a parent who's Chinese. So maybe one parent is like an American who is working abroad, yep. married a native uh, Chinese speaker. So it's enough to have a Chinese and British accent. Yeah, and she can read and speak Chinese. And we find out that our victim couldn't even read Chinese, much less yeah. understand the astrological charts and stuff. So he was a total fraud. But they do find the astrological wheel in her uh, her, her, boud- her place there, which her place doesn't look like it's in Chinatown. But then they no. come to a shot of them going back to the car, and they're in Chinatown. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, she clearly she must have a fantastic interior decorator. Yeah, a nice little enclave with like a garden yeah. and everything yeah. right in the middle of Chinatown, which would be super cool if it if that's what it was. So uh, she bought it from the sister who um, was felt disgraced by her brother because he was such a fraud. And so Lady Ma believes that uh, he was killed <laughs> by his grandfather. <laughs> the reaction. And, yeah, the hat to the face <laughs> was just perfect. It was, was hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and that oh, that reminds me when they're putting together the murder board. Uh, they had the ghost... One of the first things they put up was grandfather's photo, and um, and gravely, gravely covered up the eyes with tape. <laughs> Go Did you have a bad experience? Well, when I was in college, I saw a psychic. It was just too close. And it's like, do you say you had your heart broken and that you were? And then you, you talked about your parents' divorce. <sighs> yeah, how'd you know? I was in college. I was in college. <laughs> um, so yeah, the hat to the face was my one of my favorite reactions of the whole thing. So as they're going back to the car, they find a red door flyer on the car, which they throw on the ground, and uh, Almond says, brothel, probably, and so Backstrom scurries back to get it. (laughs) And then he... he, Backstrom's, like, reaction was, like, overcompensation, too. He's like, uh, so I can turn it over to Vice, you perv. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, then he gets back home, 
and takes both beers from Val, uh, Valentine. Um, which I thought alternating his drinking. handling of the two beers was brilliant in between lines of dialogue. Yeah. I thought, like, he must, I wonder if he practiced that or, like, they blocked it out beforehand because it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, and then uh, Valentine tells him about how he, uh, he, he used to be a psychic, but he has a naturally mocking face. And so it was hard for him to look sincere all the time. And I, having been, being someone who's afflicted with a naturally mocking face, <laughs> I feel his pain because mm-hmm. I say something and people naturally assume that I'm being sarcastic. See, I have the problem that I can't, it's not just a natural mo- naturally mocking face, it's a face that can't betray any emotion. Or it can't hide any emotion. It betrays every emotion. Sorry, I've had to wish a drink. It betrays every emotion. Yeah. It can't hide any emotion. Natalie has no poker face. It's not. <laughs> okay, well then you two should play poker together with all of Levi's you know, exactly. found skills. Well, yeah. <laughs> At any point. So we I should... would not we, it's we, not just... We should give a nod to your brilliance, though. One of the reasons this is late, and we apologize for the podcast being late, is because... Um, Natalie was educating a bunch of Luddites about what was it? What you were <laughs> you were you gave a talk on Icelandic uh, what's it called? Yeah, I so I gave two right talks there. this week. I gave a talk to the Tolkien Society at the University of Alberta about mm-hmm. elements of Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. And then last night I gave a talk about the Icelandic Midwinter Festival called Thoraplot. Excellent, and uh, it was it was documented. All the uh, the catering was documented well by your husband. Yeah, he Facebook. he really enjoyed himself. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun, actually. A lot of good food, and have you seen the interview? Mm-mm. Uh, because um, James Franco's character in that is a Tolkien fan. <gasps> he's always talking about, but I mean, the, I the, love James Franco. So. Yeah, the references are all a little easy, but um, if you can look up on YouTube, look up when he's on the Colbert Report, because uh, he's been on there twice where he challenges Colbert to a Tolkien off, <laughs> and Colbert just wastes them both times. It's pretty funny. Of course he does. Stephen Colbert is a. Oh, I um, I, I do love James Franco. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? He's but, so um, he's so pompous and into himself that you can't. He's very level. pompous, and I don't think he is. But then he smiles. You know, and I knew a guy like smart that. Smart as you say you are. I knew a guy like that. His name was Cary, like Cary Grant. And no matter what he said, he would like pop this smile, and you'd be like, "Ah, yourself, ah, yourself." I get you. you're my buddy. Whatever. Like he'd say the worst things about people, yeah. and then just like smile, and it was like. James Franco has the same thing. <laughs> well, I, th- I feel like James Franco, it's like, probably by Hollywood standards, you're a nerd. But by <laughs> nerd standards, you're not a nerd. No, he's a... You know what I mean? Like, a multi- he's like a if you go toe-to-toe with the best of us, James Franco... You calling out not James gonna... Franco? Yeah, she's I am, out I'm James just saying, Franco. like, by Hollywood standards, he's a nerd. But, like, by nerd standards... Do you think so? If you had a Tolkien off with James Franco, you feel confident? I feel so, like that's his so shit, right? And, his... and I, I will see James Franco for some freak fucking reason. You're listening, like I, I am kind of in love with you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but <laughs> but you're um you're not a nerd. He's not a nerd. You're not a nerd. You're you know really James not. Franco doesn't, like, you know what? I, I think James Franco just doesn't know what he is. Yeah, he well, he's, he's artist, eccentric, man. right? He's like that's artist. what he he's wants a, to be. He's an artist. He's what is he? He's is is he a visual artist? Is he? Is he a poet? Artist. Is he? Is he a graduate student at NYU or at Yale? He <laughs> doesn't know. He does. Know. He tries all these different things, which is fine but because that's he's rich saying, and like, he can. In Hollywood, but... he's a nerd, but like, here's the among thing, nerds, imagine he's, you're like, he's... imagine you're at UCLA because he went to UCLA after he was already famous, and imagine you're like whatever the quarterback of the football team or the most popular guy on campus in college that's a pretty good life at ucla right yeah. now imagine you're a, a fucking movie star and you're going right. back to school like i think you just do that for the lifestyle yeah <laughs> what do you think how do you think though this is i think there's a difference though like what do you think it's i i it'd be interesting to to see how students react to him at like ucla versus NYU, because he's been student at all of these places, versus NYU versus Yale. I think the Yale students I think are excited that uh, he's there, but they look down their nose at him. I think the East Coast looks down their nose at him. I think NYU does too. But, whatever. Let the man be. Anyway, we were just talking about the interview. In the interview, his character is a Tolkien fan. I watched too. it. Yeah. I haven't watched it. It's funny. I watched it the other day with my two-year-old. Because Good. Trida, Trida is inappropriate viewing for Trida. You know, she, I, I think it's probably like, I'm not going to criticize you for watching it with your two-year-old. Watching it with your five-year-old would have been, I think... You probably know, worse. Like, Definitely worse. It's worse because at two years old... She doesn't pay attention to TV. She doesn't know what's doesn't, going on. She doesn't pay her, attention. The older one will watch TV. Like, <laughs> we don't know what the outer limits of her TV watching uh, endurance are. Because she'll just watch forever, mm-hmm. but the younger one yeah. like loses interest after fifteen minutes or so. So, so that's good. So maybe that is a good for her. I, I actually count on the fact that our younger one, as well as our older one, will watch so that like long enough so I can take a shower. Yeah. But, All right. Know. So. We, uh, anyway, back to back. Okay. Now. So, um, I guess the pressing question is Levi, um. Your wife has professed a love for both Niedermeyer and James Franco. Well, you know, Niedermeyer is a little too clean cut for me. Mm. I like them. What happens if you didn't shave one day? Niedermeyer? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, Game on, it doesn't, right? It doesn't Game like on. follow suit with the rest of his personality. All right, so we go. We head to the gambling den, and we meet Dominic Chan for the first time, who is the spitting image of a guy I used to work with. Really? Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I won't say his name. Uh, but uh, anyway, they go down there. Are you just saying them. that because you think they all look alike? Racist. Thanks. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, they just, go just... down to the gambling den, and uh, he's like, everyone freeze or this enormous black man and ginger dwarf will shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, First time he used the word ginger in relation to Gravely. Um, I always pay attention to the red. You always things. appreciate the ginger references. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, so they haul Dominic Chan into um, questioning. Meanwhile, they go back, and the FBI guy has shown up. He gets a little bit of information about how this particular gambling den is 
rigged even more than others, and they kind of deduce that um, uh, they were uh, working in cahoots to send people to the rigged gambling yeah. den. Yeah, um, so the, the, the psychic will give them really optimist, op, optimistic prognosis. 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 Prognosis, Levi. Prognosis. Trust me. And uh, and then and then they would arrange for someone to a, a kid to put a flyer on the on the yeah. windshield for the uh, you know feeling lucky mm-hmm. uh, for the red door. Yeah. So they bring Chan in. It doesn't take him long before he lawyers up. Um, and then this is where um, this is where Niedermeyer does the gambling den. Is literally the cleaners. Get it? Yeah. Nah, nah. They took them to the cleaners, literally, which is the, the cleaners. Yeah, because yeah. he's trying to get his groove back with Nadia because he feels like he's lost some swag since FBI guy showed up. But little does yeah. he know that FBI apparently she's in, like, protective custody or whatever. So uh, what are the chances that, like, the FBI guy ends up being a bad guy and turns her in and then there's a big shootout mm-hmm. And Nadia's injured, but Niedermeyer's injured worse, and then they're both, like, in the hospital holding hands, all, like, torn up. Yeah, and one of them dies, and it's the one season finale, but we don't know which one. Know which it one. Cut, the, the, the season ends with a cut to the um, heart rate monitor, and one of them flatlined, but we don't know which. And then, like, a funeral scene, and they pan across the characters. Yeah. It's like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's what I'm channeling right here, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Is it, is yeah. he, or is it? George. I just yeah. wish they'd rely more on the strength of the characters and storytelling than the cheap tricks. You know? Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. circus tricks. I was disappointed with the romantic. Yeah. Anyway, so Almond and uh, Backstrom have a conversation where they decide maybe it's not a loser, maybe it's a, the big winner. Because yeah. he sees the rolled up rug and he sees that he was, he's prepping for a fight. So they look for the one big winner, the big winners. There's only one. His name is Jin Jin Fei. He goes by Jimmy. And he shows up just as they're talking about him. It's like, hey, hey I'm you were Jimmy. looking for me. And here's the knife, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so he's a smart ass, played by a, a smarmy actor, um, who says he's a psychic. And the one thing he gets definitely right was, I mean, the ill fitting <laughs> bra thing was kind of an easy one. But the yeah. uh, he says you're a kite, <laughs> kite maker. You're a kite making whatever. You're a kite making detective. The, the, the only reason he hasn't drunk maker. himself to death is because there's evil people out there trying to outsmart you or whatever. Um, you're a kite maker. Like, and, it, and that rendered Backstrom speechless. It he did. goes like toe to toe with Backstrom with his I'm this. Yeah, and I'm so this. he produces envelopes for everybody, and says, and this one's for Morali. <clears throat> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, I Nadia. Uh, and yeah. then for whatever stupid reason, they all go outside and decide to read their envelopes. Like, they're all taking a little fun break. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, why, how do you stopped. not just open them in front of him and just say, like, oh, oh, okay. You know what I mean? At this point, he's a murder suspect. It's not like yeah. you play his game or whatever, but they, they do. So they go out, and Allman gets... The silence will be broken and hearts will mend, and he just got a call from his estranged daughter the night before or whatever, so he starts crying. Uh, gravely gets, you're gonna, you're about to make the exact same mistake three times in a row, and she says it's accurate, it's about a man, Boy. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Backstrom says, Anchorman, what do you got? And 
this is where it goes over top. Yeah. The love of your life is keeping a secret. And then, and then you look, there's you look, a loaded glass. Like, come on, can I just be, like, the person you're interested in? Because, seriously, this is... Yeah, and then even Backstrom picks up on that um, and calls them unprofessional. <laughs> um, <laughs> says the guy who has, like, 50 airplane bottles of, of liquor in yeah, his office. Right. <laughs> handle unprofessional. <laughs> who would have who hit it with... Uh... Would have hit Nadia, it with her. He had the chance. In, in like the work trailer. Who constantly like uh, either illegally obtains or just produces evidence. Um, unprofessional. Um, <clears throat> unprofessional. Um, Moto gets your dreams will take a while, but they'll ultimately be fulfilled. And Backstrom's really mean to him because he says that's never going to happen. You're never going to get out of Despite the fact that Moto perjured himself for, for Backstrom. Specifically to get out of uniform. With the, yeah, with, yeah. With that promise on him. So, like, fuck you, Backstrom. That was, like, yeah, the meanest thing he's done the whole whole series. Let's say that to him. He didn't have to say that. And then Nadia gets, he is still looking for you and blows it off, but... She's a bad actress, so it auto- you automatically can tell that it's... Yeah, we know. I love how lightly everyone else takes that. Like, bah, you know, they just don't... Yeah. Neither my serious danger. The whole thing is weird. I didn't understand. Then they're like, okay, let's go back in there. And then Nadia and Niedermeyer have more talking time. Um, meanwhile, out on the fire escape, Backstrom's thinking. <clears throat> uh, Valentine shows up. Um... And then Niedermeyer shows up, and he's mad because they're, you know, they're getting into his personal space, his personal thinking space. And there was one little line in here where Valentine said, "Like, yeah, um, most of these knives are your nickel and wan, like nick- <laughs> instead of nickel and dime, yeah, type, yeah, uh, type knives. But this one's got some heft to it, and so it's just like a real thing. So you go to a guy called Tiny, and so they, Moto and <laughs> Niedermeyer go to find Tiny, who they're assuming is named Tiny because he's quite large." But in fact, he's very, very tiny. Yeah, that was the funny. That that was another great reveal. I assume it's ironic because he's quite large, and then he comes back, or, he's tiny. or he's tiny. And they show the way they shot it too was good because it was like a, a long distance shot. So, yeah, like you could see him in comparison to the other actors and yeah. stuff. And, and to and to the van, and he's yeah, he's just a very tiny person. Um, so. Yeah, Moto, another Moto line of the week might be, this street doesn't even have a name. <laughs> so, uh, they get out of Tiny that he sold the dagger that they're looking for to Albert Reed, who is the guitar yeah. maker, the wood maker uh, guy wood from earlier He's on. a wood maker. He's, he makes wood. A wood maker. That's a, is that a term? I don't think, I just did that. Yeah, I'm a wood maker. A wood, a wood, a wood worker? A wood worker. A woodworker. woodworker. He's a woodworker. He's a woodworker. That's a thing. If you were a gu- guitar maker, they, he'd be called, I think they call them luthiers, or maybe it's luthier. Okay. I buy that. Oh, what do they call someone who makes a violin? I, they have a cool name. I think it might be the same. Maybe it's making any stringed instrument? Yeah. I don't know. Let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to go to Dr. Google here. <laughs> There's a bunch of cool ones like that, like people who make swords. Um, have a cool name too. Yeah, it's all it's luthier or luthier. Okay, and uh, oh, someone who makes arrows is called a Fletcher, I think. 
Yeah, a Fletcher. Yeah. Someone who makes shoes is called a Cooper. No, a cobbler. Cobbler. Someone who makes barrels is called a Cooper. That's right. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just testing you. I'm testing you. I know. I know you are. Um, so, Tiny is actually Tiny, blah, 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 blah. And then Moto goes up to Almond back at headquarters and says, I got an idea from that from that, that uh, psychic. And Almond goes, which one? <laughs> which is yeah. appropriate, right? He goes, the, the Chinese from China, kid. <laughs> I think that's that's my almond lie on the wake. So Nat- Natalie had to exit to to uh, watch girls, but we can proceed. We'll just proceed. We'll pro- fine. Bye. Thanks for saying bye. Um, she wanted to make an unobtrusive exit, but I I then I went ahead and made it obtrusive. Yeah. Well, I mean, people notice these things. Um, you would wonder what happened to Natalie. Uh, so he found a fortune in a pile of receipts, and he had it, uh, I was going to say decoded. I guess translated is the correct Translated, word. decoded, <laughs> translated. Uh, but you will be what are, What's this code you're talking? It's my language. <laughs> um, and it it went to uh, the gambling room operator saying that he's <clears throat> going to be betrayed by his partner, which would be yeah. the victim. So yeah. this gives him motive. Which actually was, I, if if um, Backstrom was re- was correct, was it was accurate because he um, he was planning on killing his partner, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he, he was he wanted a bigger cut or whatever. He was expecting a fight. The guy who ultimately showed up though was the guy that was hired by yeah. um, uh, the gambling operator. So he gets them to con- kind of confess it, um, and it's all wrapped up nice and tidy. And it's supposedly, um, what's his name, the guitar maker, the wood, the wood maker, the wood maker, <laughs> the wood maker flips on him and says who hired him, and uh, and that's that. So I, I, when the episode was over, I was kind of like I was surprised. Like it went to commercial, and then all of a sudden there's previews. I actually fast forwarded because I was like. Okay, we're gonna cap get a capstone here. We're gonna get a yeah. final scene, but no. A coup de gras. Yeah. Yeah. Instead we got At least the next on. I didn't even find a next on. Oh well the next on is maybe the highlight. So we'll get to that. But the last scene was Niedemeyer and Nadia again at night, the last people there, and she yeah. confesses. Niedermeyer probably intentionally like hung around. He's like, I could go home. Like, there's no forensic stuff for me to do. He's like playing solitaire on the computer. I'm gonna hang around. I'll be yeah. Let me do some like filing. He's like on Sporkle, like doing quizzes and stuff. Yeah. Oh me, I'm just you know. Just it's just you know doing some paperwork. You need you want to share a cab home or you want to get drink or you know whatever whatever's cool. Coffee. Wine, whatever. So Nadia tells her him her whole story, and he's like, "You can trust me." And she said, "I just did." And then romantic. my life. And then they go kissy face on each other. Kissy face. So unprofessional. It's the office. You're in the office. Mm -hmm. You don't make kissy face in the office. You don't kiss in the office. Um. So then we're back to the barge. This is actually the last scene, and uh, Backstrom got twelve thousand steps, which good for him. Yeah. That's a lot of steps. Um. I guess when you're a detective, like, it could be a lot of one or the other. Like, if you're a beat cop, you're probably doing a lot of steps. Yeah, you're probably in the 25, like, 
but like, but like if you're a detective, it depends how you're working a case. If you're doing a lot of desk work, you're not yeah. not doing it. But but you know, you got to go out to a crime scene here, a crime scene there, an interview here, an walking interview, around Chinatown, back and forth. Yeah, walking around. So twelve thousand steps. Canvassing, as it were. Sadly, though, his fortune says you won't see next Christmas. Which yeah, means, that's which I took to mean that he'll be blinded. Yeah, I I actually thought that I I I was like, well, but like part of my mind is like, well, the part that the part of my mind that simultaneously um, thinks that you know suspends disbelief regarding the psychic and thinks that the psychic actually is right is like, well, maybe if I, we take it literally, you won't see next Christmas, so he will, he'll be blind. Perhaps he'll be abroad in a nation that doesn't observe Christmas. Yeah. Or maybe, like, maybe he, he has, maybe he's just temporarily blind. Maybe he has, maybe he has laser eye surgery and he's, like, you know, in recovery for a day mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. That would be yeah. a day you'd pick to be yeah. blind. If you're back, yeah, you know. it probably would be. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, doesn't want to use up his vacation. He's probably banking them for something <laughs> special. So he. I think he. I think he uses up his vacation by showing up at noon every day, hungover. Mm-hmm. He's so, an understanding with his, with his, uh, with his employer. So next week, they, I did have the the next week's um, thing. Next week looks like a hell of an episode. Doctor Elliot makes kissy face with Baxter. Back? Oh no! Yes, There's no. There's Jewish Indians. Uh, Backstrom's dad in a sweat lodge portrayed by Robert Forrester. Awesome. So, a whole bunch Valentine of... Valentine there, too? More stuff. I didn't see Valentine there. So, three generations of Backstrom? No. I don't know. But those three things were three things I picked out of the, the next week. So, lots That's of big awesome. stuff happening. I hope they kind of recover because... I just feel like they're overreaching. I wish they would just, like... Part of the reason I wanted to do this show, and I, and I like watching it, is I love the detective shows. Like back in the 70s and early and 80s, you had like detective shows. You had the Rockford Files, which was awesome. You had Magnum P.I. Columbo. Columbo. Well, Columbo always did specials. I don't think he was ever a weekly show. But like, okay. yeah, they just solved mysteries and did their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you got to know them through their process of doing their thing. Here, I just feel like they're forcing so many plot twists and like yeah. stuff. It's like um, it's just too melodramatic for me. I wish they would just have a bunch of episodes in a row where people's fathers aren't showing up, or ex-lovers, mm-hmm. or whatever, aren't just showing up out of the blue, and solving, they just solved solving crimes stuff. and interacted with each other because they're a fun cast. I feel like the law. I feel like Law and Order strikes that the Law and Order franchise strikes a good balance with that because you don't get a lot of backstory in Law and Order, but then occasionally you do. Mm -hmm. But if you watch enough of them, you get an understanding of the characters and where they're coming from. Well, exactly, exactly. That's my that's my point. Like, like you can't, you don't get like you aren't getting backstory on every episode, but occasionally, like. On SVU, you get backstory about Liv's childhood or about her parentage yeah. or whatever, but it's not like every single episode. Yeah, and and this take and that takes course takes place over the course of many episodes, many seasons. Yeah. Whereas this, we just had people 
meet, fall in love, share their deepest secrets, and pledge their undying allegiance yeah. to each other in one episode, which was yeah. just too much. Like, I just, I don't understand the purpose. Like, are you afraid that you're just, you have one season and you just have to work it all in? Got to get it all in, or yeah. So I. This I'm, is the, but honestly, for me, this is the first time it's felt unnatural. Like, mm-hmm. other times I've been like. Oh, I can't believe it's only been like four episodes and they've already like done this. This is the first time it's felt like that it was really Dr. Rough. Elliot felt a bit forced or a bit mm. early. Yeah. You know, but it was so early that you could almost say that it was a setup for the rest of the season, you know? Yeah, um, so she's the, like, she's no she's not a surprise reveal. She's like a a, a regular repeat, player, a regular, a regular part of yeah. environment. Yeah. So, and I guess we'll see it because she's coming back. Yeah, and making Jeff's kissy book. face. And making kissy face. Um, yeah. Kissy face. Is that a song or did I just make that up? Um, could be both. Both both could be true. It could be a song <laughs> that you just made up. I'm going to get my guitar as soon as we're done here. Trying to bite my headphone International wire. hit, Kissy Face. And I'm going to, it'll be about you and your cat. And my cat. Hey, little buddy. You're gonna make he was me... trying. He's trying to bite through my. Uh, the, he's bitten through one headphone cord already. That's what cats do, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, final thoughts on this episode. I actually really, despite the, some of the criticisms, I really enjoyed it. It it was uh, it had me laughing. I had maybe, less, yeah. less less laughs, and I had the criticisms we previously noted, and uh, I hope they bring back the big laughs. Um, in the next one. I mean, Robert Forrester, half-naked in a sweat lodge, he's got an Academy Award, so like that, that's yeah. got to be that's gotta be good it's gotta be, It's going to be good. Uh, we don't have any emails this week. Do you want to do the business piece? Okay, if you want to email us, email us at bjorkbrothers at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook if you search Bjork Brothers. It might be even Facebook, facebook.com slash bjorkbrothers. Don't quote me on that. Um... <laughs> But you can like us on Facebook, and that way you'll get updates about when our podcasts come out. You can also search us for, for us, uh, search for us on iTunes. And if you find us and you like us, uh, leave us a review, um, and we will probably read it on the air. If you happen to be reviewing us from a different country, let us know because we don't get notifications from other countries other than the U.S. Um, and we've got two podcasts going right now, Backstrom and The Blacklist. Um, we also do a number of other podcasts throughout the year, um, including Game of Thrones, Halt and Catch Fire, um, and The Nick. Did I miss any of them? Uh, Fargo. Fargo. Yes, Fargo. Um, Only one. That's not bad. I know. That was a that was really well done for a man of, in your condition. Yeah. Um, had had a couple of glasses of wine. Yep. Um, or you yeah. meant you meant just my general condition, my general condition of not being able to speak well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So here's a funny here's a funny story. Okay. I called um, called a guy for work. He's one of these guys that's a slow talker that sounds high or drunk when I when I talk to him. <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. It was surreal. I'm like, <laughs> is that what it's like to talk to me? 
this guy is way too chilled out given the the, the topic that I'm I'm talking to him about. Like, it was you found it disturbing. He should be more. It was it was, discon- it was disconcerting. I'm like, I wonder if he feels the same thing about me. <laughs> We're a couple high sounding slow talkers. Did he share any like recommendations of like where to get the best uh, hookups or anything like that? No, I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because like I'm not high at work, I'm not high out of work, <laughs> but I sound like I am. Yeah, yeah, it's your burden, man. It's my burden. <laughs> this is why. Did I ever tell you? Like I had a long string when I was in college. I was probably a bad driver. I got pulled over a lot, but when I was most of college, I didn't. I did. I never drank. I, I didn't. I didn't drink alcohol. This is that in middle of nowhere, Minnesota. It was middle of nowhere, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. I had a long string where I got like three or four field sobriety tests in the course of a year. At no point had I consumed any alcohol or drugs. <laughs> I, I got um, I got a field sobriety test once when I was sober. I was returning from um, someone. We had like a work Christmas party or something like that, right? And so I guess it was like the Friday before Christmas, and so they're on the prowl. Anyway, I got pulled over and got pulled out of the car and had to do the field sobriety test. But the interest, and I passed, but the interesting part was that it was in the parking lot of the Circle K where they filmed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Did you bring that up with the cop, or is that is I that think I did. cause I think I did, actually. Like I'm like, this is because I hadn't had anything to drink, and so I'm, I was kind of joking around with them. And uh, I'm like, this is, you know, this is where they film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And he's like, okay, out of the car. I'm going to have to look in your uh, glove compartment. So then um, he, uh, he let me go and he took off and he said something like, uh, wait here for five minutes before you go somewhere or something like, something, I don't know. He didn't want to lose face in front of people. I have no idea. Yeah. And so I went into the store, and the clerk had been watching the whole time, and he was high as fuck. And he said, he's like, whoa, man, what'd you do? <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I got pulled over in the parking lot of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Circle K. Located nice. in Tempe, Arizona, if anyone is interested. Anyone, um, yeah. No, yeah, I, 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 got, I got a lot of... Three though is a lot. Yeah, usually it was the horizontal. I mean, you're highly I, caffeinated. You're a highly caffeinated guy, aren't you? Caffeinated you're like guy. Me. A lot of the times, though, like a couple of the times, it was late at night. You know, bloodshot eyes because I was studying. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> um, I did smoke like a cut. One of the at least one of the times is like I would like I used to drive around with a friend of mine and like because. There's not a lot better to do. We would cruise around Fargo, North Dakota, <laughs> with cigars and smoke in my car, and like cruise Man, around town. That's baller. Yeah, that is baller. So, yeah, get pulled over, and you know, 
Like I, I'm like my eyes are bloodshot because I've been smoking a cigar or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, the one time, one time it was like rainy, so so I couldn't see the center line or like the lane line very well. So I think I crossed it once or twice. You know, things happen. The thing is, like, if they pull if they pull me over for speeding, and I open my window and they talk to me and. Because of the way I talk, I sound drunk. Then they assume I'm drunk. Their mind initially switches gears to, you know, I've got a DUI situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do the, the sobriety test, and I pass it. Um, and they forget about the speeding, so I don't have any ticket. <laughs> so that's because what happened they, to me, too. They elevate They I, elevate the, you know... He, he must the have pulled me over for something, drunk. like a... Yeah. There's always a reason they they have to have a reason yeah, they pull so they pulled me over for something, but he just let me go because he, yeah. Oh, there's I have I have a cat anus in my, in the yeah, camera cat, right now. Cat butt right in right right in the camera. Mm-hmm. Cats have no no shame about their butts. <laughs> All right, this is we've gone on too long, especially considering we had no emails this week. But yeah, um, okay. Uh, real quick, hey, we're we're oh, real quick, under two hours though. Real quick. So. Um, uh, Ronda Rousey, where does she rate on pound-for-pound pound fighter rankings, in your opinion, following Saturday night's performance? Okay, so under most circumstances, I, I, I think there's a strong case to be made that she's the best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I'm, I'm hesitant on it is because I still feel, despite all that the, the incredible fighters and incredible things we've seen we're still in kind of a nascent time for women's martial mixed martial arts right so i don't feel like she's facing the same competition that john jones and anderson silva faced yeah that said well anderson silva had some weak competition he like did. a lot of he the had... guys he beat up went out of the ufc and are like coming back now yeah that's true like but you think about like you think about the people George St. Pierre beat. Um, John Fitch. Uh Josh, Josh, Josh Chuck. Um Tiago Alves. Um Tiago Alves was out of the UFC and just came back in. But still I, <laughs> you get my you get my point. Like I would I, say pound down, for pound rankings right now. John Jones number one. Jose Aldo number two. I put Anthony Pettis, number three, and Ronda Rousey, number four. Who's number five? How do you feel about Weidman? TJ Dillashaw, number five. TJ Dillashaw, okay. Uh, um, I, I would have Kane high on there, but I don't even count him anymore because he's hurt all the time. He's, he's always hurt. I don't have Weidman on there because I haven't seen enough from him. I don't have Demetrius Johnson on there. He, I think Demetrius Johnson should be higher in your, your list. Well, he's... The UFC has him as number three overall, pound for pound. But um, he's another guy. If you want to say a nascent, um, like uh, sorry, what'd you just say? If you want to talk about nascent uh, weight divisions, I think the men's whatever the hell he is flyweight division is just as poorly stocked. Um, yeah, there are four contenders. I mean, yeah. no, there are four serious competitors. One of whom is the champion. Yeah. So anyway, like I'd, they have did a four, they I'd have did a four. I'd have four champion. They had a four-way tournament, four-man tournament, uh-huh. 
And those are in still the night, four. They could do it because they're, the they're tiny little elf people, so they could do it in one night. Tiny elf people could do it one night. Could yeah. do a tournament in one night. Okay, your cat obviously wants you off because it keeps pulling your cat keeps out. knocking, keeps keeps walking and running through my headphone, which yanks it out of my ear, and then I can't hear you, but it doesn't stop me from continuing to speak. Right, or, yeah, or answering the question or the comment that you didn't just hear. <laughs> I right, probably, so when are you coming, probably, I when are you coming to visit? You, I, it's been like two weeks since you've come to visit. I, I answered the questions you should have been asking. Oh, that's good. There you go. Uh, let's let's make it let's let's do it sooner than sooner than a year from now. Okay, I've been looking for uh, uh, Calgary or Edmonton UFC events, but I haven't seen anything any. coming up. Yeah, I'll come up if there's one. Anyway, let's watch a Rory McDonald title fight versus uh, Ben Benson Henderson. After Rory wins the title, then he fights Benson Henderson. Yes. Oh, that'll be that'll be, be like a circle. Rory has the so he has the title shot and he's going to win it. That's my prediction. Okay. Against, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lawler? Lawler. Yeah. Well, Lawler is going to pop. They're testing 100% now. Yeah, he's he's done. The one thing I learned from watching baseball and football is that when a guy is uh, in his late 30s and suddenly has a resurgence and is better than yeah. he's ever been before, yeah, he's on dope. Like, it's not because it's he followed some new tra- training yeah. regimen. Yeah. Oh my God! I found this new trainer. It's amazing. I'm just like rejuvenated. I have a new mindset on this thing. Yeah. So if they have oh, the, geez. if they're able to test for whatever, the other I problem is making... that these guys once they get up to the money making ranks, like the champion level, they're making enough money that they can afford the good stuff, which is undetectable. So yeah. He might be. He might elude the test, but if otherwise, he'll pop at some point. We'll see. Anyway, yeah. so that was UFC talk. Um, it's UFC talk. We haven't done UFC talk in a while. No, it's probably since did like. You watch, did you watch the whole event last night? Uh, yeah. Okay, I only watched the final. Fourteen, 14 seconds. seconds. <laughs> Man, that's disappointing. Like I knew that Ronda was probably going to win, mm-hmm. and it's and obviously Katzengano screwed up. Like horrible game plan. You know, you blow your load and, like, do a flying knee to start out. You know what it was? Like, watching it in slow motion made her even scarier to me. Because at first I was like, oh, my God, there's a scramble, and she just happened to grab an arm and do something. No, you watch she... it in slow motion, and every move she made was completely deliberate. She was just – her mind was working, and her body was working so much faster than ours that it yeah. just looked like this wild scramble and all of a sudden someone's tapping. But you can see in slow motion, she's like looking for this, she's moving her body this way, and she tucks the arm and... She stepped, and the, 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 yeah, the thing that convinced me that this was all... Like the way she stepped over... Mm-hmm. And arched her uh, back, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, like right that, this was... This is what happens when you have somebody who trains judo for from like early childhood. Yeah. Like she she... She doesn't even have to think about it. Like this is intuitive for her. Yeah, She's and a- this is a move that she had. She had kind of worked like an inverted. I think she had said something like she had worked out, started working on an inverted arm bar or something, but not from that angle. Yeah, and so she it was is- just totally impro- improvisation. But it was a completely deliberate. Yeah, it was, it was completely deliberate. And even the part where she got dumped on her head, she like 
fell on her head on purpose so that she yeah. could set up the next thing. Like it, it was crazy. She, her reversal of that was was incredible. Brilliant. Yeah, huge, in, incredible core strength to be able to like be on bottom position and just twist your body. Like she she has the body locked. Mm-hmm. She has like a body lock, like a like you know, kind of an over under type thing, and she just rotates and flips her over, mm-hmm. and she ends up in top. Yeah, it's incredible. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. I feel for cat. I feel for Kat Zingano. Yeah, um, she's she's a, obviously a like fighter. Yeah, she's a, she's great. And honestly, like I think the outcome wouldn't have been different. But I think if Kat Zingano had come out a little smarter and a little more cautious, we would have seen a round. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, um, uh, Rousey's had eleven professional fights, and her fight with her second fight with Misha Tate was longer than the other 10 put together. That's crazy. Yeah. So makes you what, I mean, like, obviously I'm sure she's, she's obviously in incredible condition, but it makes you curious, like how things would look in a five round fight with her. Yeah. Well, you need, if she were given the right opponent, you need Misha Tate to Misha Tate can make some money now while Rana's off filming movies, just being the gatekeeper and like do a bunch of fights in a row where you just fight these fighters. I think she can beat. And just do three or four fights in a row, make a bunch of money, and, and then build herself up for the third. Because right now she's got her ass kicked twice by Rousey. Yeah, so you got, it's she's going to take a while for Misha needs to really like for Misha Tate to to get the because they're not going to headline Staples Center with Misha Tate Ronda Rousey three. No, it takes like a lot of fights to come back from being two fights down on someone. Now I think I I like I think Holm. It definitely, like, isn't she didn't live up to the hype? But she would get crushed. Did you watch that? Pretty, fight? No, I didn't. But it's but 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 honestly, having a decision victory against Raquel Pennington. Yeah, but I tell you, Ra- Raquel choked, and she almost won anyway. But and Holly Holm but I just think did not look impressive. If Holm can develop her, what what Holm needs to do is is look at the way that Anderson Silva developed his fight game, which is PEDs. And PEDs. Yes, that's what she needs. No, it's it's like smart cage motion, where like Anderson Silva didn't spend a lot of time on the ground, mm-hmm. like despite facing a lot of wrestlers. Chael Sonnen found a way. God, that was still the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And well, yeah. The Gabriel Gonzaga head kicking Miracle Kurkop was the thing that the first thing that really got me into UFC. Do you remember that fight? Where um, Krokop's debut and he's against Gabe Gonzaga and Gonzaga and Krokop's yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was vicious because Gonzaga's supposed to be the jujitsu practitioner. And he head kicked him, knocked him out on his feet. He fell in a way where I think he broke his leg when he fell because he was just out on his feet. Yeah, and I then, saw that. It was a brutal head kick. And Gonzaga hasn't done much since, and now they're running it back. Krokop's 40 or whatever. Gonzaga hasn't done much, so it's they're running it back in a couple months. But um, that was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. But that Chael Sonnen dominating for f- four rounds and four, four minutes. Four and a half rounds, yeah. And losing to Silva... Having him pull out that that submission is just the most amazing thing. All right, we need to stop. We need to stop.
Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Backstrom slash UFC update. UFC update. So now yeah. you don't have to download any UFC podcast because you're kind of yeah, up to speed. Yeah, because we've got you, we've got you covered. <laughs> um, we're UFC experts because we attended a live event recently. Yeah, and uh, just to get you on the record, what do you think of the beard, Levi? My I'm beard. liking it. My beard. Yeah. It's sublime, is this, isn't it? Is this gonna is this factoring into a domestic um, discussion about about the virtues of the beard? No, no, no. Just I like it. Just saying that people have beards these days, don't they? They do. Mm-hmm. People are doing beards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> beards are the thing. All right. Although I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying on the completely opposite. I've been enjoying the uh, my new um, my new badger bristle brush. Uh, oh, your Valentine's Day present from yeah, me to you. From yeah, yeah from you. <laughs> um, it's it works great. Best shave of my life, actually. <laughs> I'm using it every morning. That's it's good incredible. I'll pass that yeah. along to the appropriate parties. Yeah. It's it's really awesome. I love it. It's <laughs> all, all right. I could have dreamed of. All right, man. It's been good talking to you. And Likewise. For everyone that's stuck with us this long, thanks for listening. And as thanks always. We'll be there with your Backstrom podcasts uh, uh, for as long as it takes. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, take care. Bye-bye. See, see you later. Only Bye. a ginger can call another ginger ginger. Only a ginger can call another ginger ginger. So listen to me if you care for your health. You won't call me ginger unless you're ginger yourself. Only a ginger can call another ginger ginger. Oh, when you are a ginger, life is pretty hard. Years of ritual bullying in the schoolyard. Kids calling your ranger and fanner pants. No invitation to the high school dance But you get up and learn to hold your head up You try to keep your cool and not get head up But until the feeling of illness truly let up Then the word is as and as alone Don't you know that only a ginger Can call another ginger ginger Only a ginger Can call another ginger ginger so if you call us ginge, we just might come unhinged If you don't have a fringe with at least a tinge of the ginger Only a ginger can call another ginger ginger Now listen to me when I'm looking for sympathy Just because we're sensitive to UV Just cause we're pathetically pale We do alright with the females, yeah I like to ask the ladies round for ginger beer And soon they're running their fingers through my ginger beard And dunking my ginger nuts into their ginger tea, yeah And asking can they call me ginger And I say I don't think that's appropriate Cause only a ginger can call another ginger ginger Only a ginger can call another ginger ginger They agree it's a fact Once you're gone, ginger can't go back Only a ginger can call another ginger ginger Yeah, go ginger, go you funky ginger Yeah, funky ginger mofo Yeah, you can call us bozo or fire truck Fire truck, fire truck
You can even call us carrot top or blood nut, blood nut, blood nut. Yeah, you can call us matchstick or tampon, 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 tampon. But fucking with the G word is just not on. If you're a ginger bowl and you don't like us, we will stand up to the fight if you want to fight us. But if you cut yourself, you might catch gingivitis. So maybe you should shut your funky mouth. Aren't we ginger? You can't whinge if you're injured If you don't have a tinge of the ginger in your minge Only a ginger, ginger. can call another ginger ginger Yeah, and you know my kids will always be clothed and fed Cause Papa's gonna be bringing home the gingerbread And they'll be pretty smart because they'll be well read And by red I mean red and the other kind of red Woo! Only a ginger, ginger. can call another ginger ginger Sneak up on another ninja Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.